The New Testament reading today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 24. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but as it is they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision, for neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a slave when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself to the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a slave is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called is a slave of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. So, brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Reverend Scott Porath. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I've got some breaking news for you. Marriage is under attack. I know that's not really breaking news. As a matter of fact, it's not new at all. Already in the days of the Apostle Paul, God's institution of holy marriage was under attack. Like today, a common thought in those days was that marriage is not good. Some people today even try to use Paul's words to support, to support this false idea. Imagine that, using God's word against God's people. Sound familiar? The Christians in Corinth wrote to St. Paul asking about this pervasive idea floating about town, this idea that 
it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. And our text is Paul's response to that false teaching. Now you might be asking, where in the world did that idea come from in the first place? Well, remember that in the previous chapters of this epistle, Paul had to address the sexual immoralities that were afflicting even the Christians living in Corinth. Some of them believed that the gospel set them free to live however they wanted to live. And so Paul speaks a clear word of God's law that condemns their adultery, their homosexuality, and their liaisons with prostitutes as sin. But there's a flip side to that coin, an, an overreaction, if you will. The aesthetics of the day taught that sexual relations showed a lack of self-discipline. Not only did they despise all sexual relations, but they also rejected marriage. That was and is today a false piety. It is taking God's holy marriage, which he says is good, and calling it evil. It is trusting in one's own self-discipline to make them holy and righteous in the eyes of God. I hope you can see how the evil one continues to work his deceptions today, corrupting that which God has created and deceiving people to believe that what was given as good is not really good at all. So what is good? The Bible teaches every man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. This is what is good and pleasing to God, our Heavenly Father. This is how He has created us to live. From the very beginning, when He joined Adam and Eve as husband and wife, to this very day, God declares holy marriage to be very good. Dearly beloved, we have lived as if we are God, determining for ourselves what is good and evil. We have put our own designs on God's gift of sexuality. We have disdained His gift of holy marriage, and we have lived not for our neighbor, but for ourself. So St. Paul reminds us, you were bought with a price. You were set free from your sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are set free from the evil one and these corrupt ideas of man which only serve to enslave you. You are set free to use your sexuality in the ways that God says is good. To love your spouse or your future spouse and no matter what your marital state might be, to lead a chaste and decent life in all that you do. Dearly beloved, you have been washed in the waters of holy baptism. Christ's gracious forgiveness removes all your trespasses, including all of your sexual immorality, leaving in its wake one who is holy and pure, sanctified in the blood of Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father looks at you living by faith in Jesus Christ and He says, Very good. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Amen.